everyone, and welcome again to another episode of Budgeting Period, your podcast to help you get out of debt, just learn a little bit more of your finances so that you can actually reach your goals. And so today I'm speaking with Lillian. She is from Loca Creates, and I am so excited to have this conversation with her because we are chatting about some of the stuff that I don't always cover. I do the tactical things of budgeting and tracking our expenses, but we're going to get a little bit into our beliefs and our emotions and some of the roadblocks that we have and hopefully even visualization if we have enough time here. So without further ado, Lillian, hello. How are you? Thank you for coming on today. Oh, thank you for having me, Kelly. It's such a pleasure to be here and I'm really excited for our conversation today. It's you bring even just right now, just such a different energy than I do, which is why I love working with people like yourself, because (laughs) I'm this loud, fast talker speaks, just whatever is kind of coming into my brain. And you just have this calming, thoughtful presence to yourself that I think is really important to the work that you do. Oh, I think it's only because I have a lot of thoughts and I just, I have to slow it all down to hear them all. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I, I tend to slow everything down and I, one of my coaches actually shared and she she said this and she said that if you want to go fast slow down and then everything just you know it's almost like a matrix that you can see um you sort of gain more insights you see more things um I think that's what I I try to do and it probably comes across that way it's that intentionality I think which is like that big piece is you know even if we have these natural ways of either being too fast or too slow or, you know, even good with money or bad with money, it's being intentional about, well, what do we want to, how do we want to improve and how do we want to show up into the world? And so just doing the work, like everything, right. Doing the work to kind of get to that next level. And so today let's jump right into it, Lillian. We're talking about some money belief stuff and I don't want to speak for you. And so I'm going to let you give us a little bit of an intro, but Tell us about money beliefs and what you do and how you help clients. Um, yeah, related to money. Mm-hmm. So actually, Kelly, I am I am a coach by profession. So what I do is that I actually help people build their identities, um, specifically service entrepreneurs. And um, what I really enjoy doing with them is going into the subconscious mind and access those beliefs that you have, and sometimes. Actually, most of the time, these beliefs are so subconscious, meaning that it's not even known. You can't know something that you don't know. And um, that's how we are all built uh, as a human. We do have these beliefs. So I help them by accessing the subconscious belief, bring them sort of like bubbles to the surface so you can see it. And then when you can see it means you can do something about it. And that's how I help them move these things. Um, and money being one of the things that I help people move. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's, I think money's huge because you can't live in the society without money. It's just impossible. Um, so I think this, this will be a really important conversation to even look at those subconscious beliefs so that we can at least move on from where we are or else you just be stuck in a loop and just going round and round and round and I think that's very tiring. Wouldn't you think? Oh, exactly. And money, I for those that are listening that are like, I don't want money to be my end all. I don't want to become obsessed with it. I don't need to be rich, all this stuff. We're even just talking about having a positive relationship, getting rid of some of the stress, just being okay with your situation. And so this isn't about 
becoming rich, right? This is about just having some security and, um, and some confidence in our money and how we manage our money. And so what are some of the common beliefs that, that you hear that you help clients work through? I want, I want to make sure that everyone understands, um, kind of what we're talking about before we dive a little bit deeper. Hmm. I think some of the really popular money beliefs that we buy into, and sometimes it's really subconscious, um, and you really got to slow down to find it. I think one of it is money is bad or money is evil. Um, It's not front and center. Sometimes you really have to slow down and then you realize, oh my gosh, I have labeled it that way. Um, And then there are others such as money will make things better. Like, for example, if I earn this, I will be happy. If I have this, then I, um, you put pre, uh, precursors to your happiness, your wellness, um, and where you want to be. But, and I want to show you that whatever that you are wanting or desiring does not have to happen with money. Money just amplifies that. Um, so just kind of shifting that mindset right because if you put a precursor on that like it just all rides on you making money and um you kind of miss everything in between and then when you get there and you get the money you realize that oh my gosh I'm still not happy I still don't have it (laughs) right I I thought that all the time and I hear clients say that all the time of when I get that next raise, then X, Y, and Z is going to happen, right? Then I'm going to be able to start paying off my debt, or then I'm going to be able to live more comfortably. And and it's not always the case. It's if it's life's life creep, right? It's if I was making the amount of money that I made when I was 20, I don't know how I did it back then, but I did. But I slowly kept making more money since then, and I've just slowly started amplifying my lifestyle a little bit more. Um, but I haven't gotten any better emotionally with my money. Um, you can't ever get to that amount of money will where you'll find happiness unfortunately um I mean caveat though because money does make things easier I think yes. what it does it's but it buys convenience it's unfair to say that um money doesn't do that for us because uh, I think I read this study somewhere that there is a certain amount of money that you make so this makes you comfortable before then whatever else on top is very minute. Whatever mm. whatever comfort it brings is very minute. But um, and I think a lot of beliefs actually centers around not having money and link that to safety as well. So I I mean it's I just want to put that out there because this is actually also like you you do need a minimum amount of money to make you feel you know, cover the basic things such as like housing, food. Well, you don't have housing, you don't have food. Obviously, you're really, really stressed. Um, yeah. So it's very hard to talk about money that way. Um, but there is like, we're talking about when you get that covered, whatever else that's on top, you know? Um, yeah. All the extra stuff in life where, um, like you said, once your basic needs are met, now it's a matter of how much money extra do you have for vacation or for restaurants or for clothing. All of that stuff doesn't seem, um, for me anyway, it, it doesn't, I just find more things to spend money on and more things that I have to save up for. And, and it just is kind of this, you know, privileged, um, first world problem type situation. But, um, but I think once we can get down to the core and be happy with 
our situation and happy with, um, and grateful for what we have. And, um, while also just, um, just being content in our lives and not needing more, not looking at our neighbors and wishing we had that or wishing we had the better job. Um, I think there's a little bit of, uh, of happiness just in that alone, but, um, getting there is sometimes the harder part. Yeah. 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 And I also want to talk about like, there's another money belief that um, comes up quite often as well. And that is like, there will never be enough money. There's just not enough to go around. Um, I think for those reasons, it's like, what makes you think that there will not be enough money? Like, for example, if you're in the same industry, right? Um, You're working, for example, I'm a coach. Like, for example, I work with another coach. It's not that if someone signs up with another coach, it takes away from what I can earn. There are 8 billion people in the world, 8 billion now. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure there's enough to go around. Um, So it it is, I guess, all these beliefs we carry and it takes time to really unpeel them and rewire them in a way, well, using neuroscience as well. We're talking about it because everything involves the brain. We can't function without the brain. I... And some of this is deep set from our parents and how we just subconsciously saw them managing money or whoever we um, surrounded ourselves with when we were younger, how they managed money. And then some, I'm sure I created my own traumas when I was in my early twenties and working hard, but spending just as much and, you know, managing money in a very non-effective way. And then we, I think we could become into our thirties and we are wanting to do better. We're wanting to learn better, um, or learn more. And, um, and we're just wondering why we are the way that we are, you know, as we continue to grow and it, it's from a long history of things that we've heard, um, and things that we've been watching. Um, and it can take some time to, I don't want to say undo some of that stuff, but maybe that is the word. Um, and it just takes also being intentional about it because you're not just going to become as money as our example here, better with money overnight or being okay with your situation overnight. Um, it's where people like you come in to actually, you know, kind of dig into that therapy type work of getting down to it. It's really interesting that you said that because, um, I'll share with you like how my money stories were formed and, I mean, I just, I just want to share that because I want to show you how like far back it can go. And sometimes it might be even before that. And I remember as a child, I had to, we, we were in a toy store, right? And I saw these, I saw this really, really beautiful dollhouse. And then in the, in the past, it was about Barbie. So it was a Barbie dollhouse. And um, I didn't come from a family that, um, I mean, I guess the basic needs were met. We had food, we had shelter, but um, whatever extra was left wanting. And at that very young age, I was probably about six or seven. And um, I remember like, I told my mom, I wanted the dollhouse. It's all I ever wanted as a child. And mom was like, mom looked at me and she said, I'll get it for you when you grow older. And, you know, she never got it. (laughs) We grew out of it. And um, I think the belief that actually built at that point was that I'm not um, worthy of something like that. It was, I'm not worthy of a dollhouse. I'm not worthy of what I wanted. And it's so innocent. It's like, not that mom didn't want to get it. It was just not financially viable at that point. 
Um, and it gets installed that way. And it's not like I wanted it to install that way. It just did. And it's so innocent. And you have to go back and sort of feed it to the child and even give her what she wanted at that point so that it can release you from that belief. And I really believe in that. And why it's so important for us to do that is because it becomes an upper limit for us. You come to a point whereby you're like, how come I can't break this upper limit? Why do I get keep, for example, spending all my money? Or why do I feel like I cannot earn more? Why, why is there a cap on my earning? Um, and one of the reasons why I want to bring us back to that is so that you can see that once you release that, you can reprogram a new belief. And it's so powerful, right? Because then you ask, what can I reprogram? Well, anything. <laughs> That's where my brain went. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to start reprogramming everything. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds exhausting. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, one of like the most important points like I want to highlight here is that you rise to the upper limit that you set for yourself. Um, so if we're stuck somewhere, if you feel like you cannot get out of the situation, it's very helpful if you start looking at what am I believing here and question the belief if that belief is actually true. And that's very tricky, right? Because your brain, because of the way it's built, will want you to be comfortable. It wants you to stay where you are, even though if it's not the best thing for you, even though... Um, you know that you logically know that, okay, if I make this change, if I think this way, or I take this action, it will create, you know, a whole different world for me. But your brain will say, no, please stay here. I know, even though it's painful, here is comfortable. Mm -hmm. I want to be here because I can predict, even though it's painful, I would endure it. <laughs> That's how our brain works. So Ah, it is tough work. I and I honor you for doing this work. And, and everyone who's listening, like if you're remotely, like if the sparks remotely even going off in your brain, it's like your inner inner course of telling you, oh my gosh. And guess what? Your brain will fight you. Your brain will definitely fight you for that. Like it will come in and tell you lies. <laughs> Not true. You'll, but, you'll start to feel, I'm sure like a failure or even like you feel silly or like, why am I, I'm sure all of those start popping up and then you just quit because it's your brain kind of, to, you know, making you fail at something that will actually be beneficial to you. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. Right? So how do we do it? So how, let's say the hard task of even understanding what our limiting beliefs is not completed. It's never complete, but it, we have one that we want to work on. Um, okay. And maybe it's, I'll never make enough or. Um, maybe we'll take one. Okay. Like, is it, do, do we want to do around just making enough, like your our salaries? Um, or what's one that you think would work out very well? Can we do something, maybe let's do the big one because I feel like a lot of people might have this. Um, let's do money is bad. Okay, money is bad. And so how do we start to, mm -hmm. to undo that? How do, what, is, what is involved in that? So I think first of all, like to get to 
where money is bad and admitting it like and accepting it um first of all like i would start at the behavior because these are unconscious right when i say unconscious means you actually don't notice it at all it's not even like a belief that you can see um or maybe you say it but you don't accept it like some people it's just difficult for people to do acceptance one of the hardest work to do so observe your behavior first like how are you with money like what do you do and this is an awareness exercise so you just want to be aware okay when my money comes in and track it I'm sure like Kelly you do this all this tracking with them and that's super helpful that will help the mind to kind of see and I want you to pick up patterns so when you spend it or when you don't spend it what do you do with it and um, when you're about to swipe that credit card, like what thoughts come through it, uh, come to it? And I think one really interesting exercise would be when you receive money, how do you feel about it? Um, so those are the things that I want you to look at. And, and then you can see the pattern. Like when you start being aware, then you can start seeing the pattern. Um, for example, for someone who... I don't want to make stereotypes. I'm trying to be really careful with this. Um, for someone who cannot seem to hold on to money, it's like if you have the belief of money is bad, you will try to get rid of it as quickly as you can because like your internal system just doesn't feel comfortable holding on to that money, you know? Mm. So watch your own patterns because everyone's patterns are different. And they differ from person to person. And then when you realize that, okay, these are my behaviors. And then you question yourself, okay, what belief am I holding to cause these behaviors? And it takes some time, you know, sometimes it doesn't come immediately. And you just hold it at the back of your mind. Don't have to hold on, like grip onto it. I must find out. And that's when you don't find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you just let your brain um, activate itself and it goes into this reticular, you know, have you heard of RES system? It's called the reticular articulating, reticular activating system. Tell me if I'm wrong. Um, so this system in the brain, our brain finds evidence of what has happened. So um, what is this? When you ask this question, you allow the brain to go and search for like, okay, what are the patterns I've done in the past that I can collate it and then put it down? Um, it just helps you be more aware of, um, it's sort of like a shift of focus for you to see things that you want to see. Um, and I mean, another part of the RS system is also that it looks for beliefs that you believe in. <laughs> so for example, if you look for the belief, um, do I believe that money is bad? It will start pointing out, you know, different behaviors. Um, and then you can kind of create your own map of it, your own map of your own mind. Um, so I think that's the awareness part. Um, let me know if this, like, am I being clear? No, this is great. I was even just thinking about um, like some of the things that I tell myself when you were talking about when you get money, what do you do with it? And I hear this a lot from people in the debt-free community um, that we become a little like, um, strict with our money and we spend less. And it's because of 
well, I don't know if this is because why it is, but this is what we're telling ourselves is that the years that we spent paying off our debt and being so strict with our money because we are working a plan that mm-hmm. it just doesn't like flip overnight, right? It's hard to mm-hmm. just um, go and spend money frivolously at whatever store because you have money and you have a budget and that's what it's there for, right? But I think we tell ourselves like, ah, I don't need it. But in reality, would I have bought it probably previous to paying off debt? Maybe, and maybe not, who knows? But um, those are some of the stories that I know that I have all the time. And I speak with my friends about as well of just how do you change that money script? And I know this is what we were talking about of um, what we tell ourselves when we're processing money or receiving it or thinking about it, what's going on in our brain. Yeah, I, I think that's the it's sort of like I would love to go to the root cause versus giving you something like a band-aid that says, oh, okay, I don't want it to be temporary. I want yeah. you to, it's hard work, you know? And sometimes that's the reason why people don't want to do this. Like it's the, this the shiny object syndrome that you feel like, hey, if I do something on the surface, like that would work. But well, the thoughts and the beliefs are where everything lives. And if you can just imagine when you change that thought, change that belief, what kind of identity are you moving into? You know, like it's a very core level of an identity. And who are you? It's like you start becoming a person that you create. Like, who do you want to be? And I think for those reasons, that's why it's so powerful. Like, um, I'm not saying this and discounting the process of doing it. Sometimes it can take years like to fully form that identity. But oh boy, it's really, um, I, I think it's well worth it to do it. And yeah. at any level, like we don't look at the big picture. It's really what you do day by day by day by day. It's sort of like laying brick. It's like chop wood and carry water. You do it over and over again. And I heard this quote yesterday um in one of the fiction books and it was it was so beautiful you know it really hit me in a way that um it just landed in a way that I felt was so profound and the quote went something like this um it said that as I reach the ocean floor I swim I swim to the light that I cannot see she said I swim to the light that I cannot see. Sometimes there is no light. <laughs> you cannot see the light. Um, and you just gotta keep swimming. That's you just huge. gotta swimming, right? And then eventually you might find the light. But what you know is that you are on your side. So I just want to say that, like sometimes we are, most of us have experienced this being in a situation where there is no light. But I believe that you will know at the core of the core of the core of you, you know what's best for you. And sometimes you just need to swim again to the light that you cannot see. I think that's something that everyone listening to this podcast can relate to because there's so many conversations that I have on a regular basis where it seems easy what I'm saying, right? Like just start tracking your spending, just let's create a budget and start figuring out where you want your money to go. But people are dealing with life and, you know, yeah. we have people that there just isn't enough money. Like they're, they're that part of that 
percentage of people that we were talking about earlier where the basic needs aren't met. And so there is no light that they're trying to start saving for vacation or Christmas next year. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. or their debt is so crippling and their interest that they're accruing every single month is so much more than their, even their paycheck that there is no light. And so I think, um, what you're saying to really resonated with me because even though there is no light, keep swimming towards it because you know, deep down in your soul that what you're doing really matters for you and it's going to make a difference. You just have to keep at it. And I think when we keep at something, we're building a little bit of confidence every single time um, that we do a good job and that we're starting to see even tiny little um, success successes along the way. And when we do that, we're able to build our confidence and we're able to keep going just a little bit further. And eventually all those steps will lead up to something. Um, but it's about figuring out what are we telling ourselves? Is it actually true? And some of it might be true. Um, but then how can we rework some of that? You know, Kelly, when you say that, it really um, it really sparks this in me, right? And I also want to say that um, approaching a problem we have in life is always holistic. It's very easy to fall into the trap of thinking that if I do this, it will solve all my problems. I want to tell you, if anybody tells you that, <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> It's, it's not, not true. true. Yeah. It's probably because life is so all encompassing. What I'm saying is that you need the strategy, you need the mindset work. And if you want to approach and solve a problem, come from it, come from it from a space that is 360. That's how the problem is solved. Mm. And I, I I just hate it that society don't don't actually um promote that because in marketing you have to say hey my my product solve all your problems in actual fact it's not gonna no it's not gonna you gotta do it all all encompassingly you gotta try you gotta try a lot of things you gotta take on different parts of you different ways of doing it and then at some point like you said it all comes together and then you realize oh my gosh I've made so much out of every single day that I keep working at it, it compiled and it compounded. And now I'm so much better off than when I started, maybe one year ago, maybe two years ago, or five years ago. But whatever it is, start now. Exactly. You'll never regret starting early. If anything, you regret that I wish I started sooner, right? I know I think about that all the time with paying off my student loan debt. I wish I would have started right when I was out of college. But of course, we can't change the past and the past happened for a reason. I probably wouldn't be here today speaking with you if I didn't have that debt. Mm -hmm. And this is what I talked about earlier when we started talking about how I love working with people like you is because you do need that 360. I'm very much that tactical that let's get into the budget. Let's get into tracking expenses, but there is this emotional piece. There is this mindset piece. And it's important um, if you're not getting that from me, right. If you need to do some of that work to find somebody that can help you do some of that work. And same when, when I work with couples that have a really complicated relationship with each other and with their money, um, financial therapy, right. That's not something that I can solve, nor do I claim to solve because, um, it takes a village sometimes when it comes with our money and, um, and so when we're talking about some of these, um, right, rewriting some of these beliefs, I mean, my brain, 
goes to like Googling, what can I tell myself that is opposite of these things that I'm thinking, but I'm sure you have a better approach to that. And then I want, I know we're running out of time, but I'd love to get into some of the visualizations. So let me hear it all. Um, okay. So I kind of want to really speak into a few things. Um, let me see. I know we don't have much time. Um, all right. Okay, so we were talking about awareness earlier, right? So what do you do? Let's pick this off from where we left off earlier. Um, what do you do with this awareness now? So you figure out like, oh, I may have some of this common money beliefs. And it's good like to just quickly Google, like what are some common money beliefs? And then see if you, well, react to any of that. Um, and why I say react because it's subconscious <laughs> it's like you suddenly feel and I want you to notice like is there attention is there like maybe sometimes if you're very open like you be like yep that's me um sometimes our body reacts in a way that somatically it goes like oh my gosh like that feels uncomfortable and then the brain will come in and say nope that's not me <laughs> but you also catch that and you're like why how come there was a reaction um catch those things and then when you have when you realize that okay these are some of the money beliefs and because we are all built differently we want different things um you will come up with different reasons of why that was formed like maybe in a childhood maybe you saw your parents doing that maybe because you've been through a lot in life and this is why you had you grew some of the ways that you behave um, to cope with life. So be just aware of all of that and see it without judgment. I think that's very important um, because sometimes when we have a limiting belief, we tend to judge ourselves and judging yourself does not strengthen the muscle of making things better. It just doesn't. So give yourself some grace, people, because it, yeah, beating yourself up over anything is not going to help the situation, right? Oh. And I want you to compassionately ask yourself, and this is a simple tool, but I think a very powerful one. I want you to ask yourself um, when you find out the belief, is this true? And ask yourself in a, from a space that maybe if I can kind of guide you to see it is expand your awareness, expand it so that, because what happens when we see a belief is that we kind of zoom into, we're kind of like converging everything. Think of a laser. It's like it's lasering into the, this minute thing. You're like, oh my gosh, this is bad. But when you do that, you miss everything else that is in the room. So I want you to kind of zoom out a little bit and open your periphery to see more. And it's more encompassing of all states and all of you um, and, the, and to the truth as well. So when you see further, so okay, like zooming out, like a camera lens, you kind of zoom out and you see a little bit more of the um, I suppose the 
the lens that you're seeing from, you kind of like see a little bit more and you kind of almost take two steps back. And then you ask yourself, like, is money bad? Is money really bad? And just ask yourself and let yourself answer from a space, from a zoomed out, like, view. And if you still say, yeah, money's still bad, you know, it made me, put me in this situation, zoom out even more. And look, I'm not saying that everyone will respond this way because sometimes you just need to do a little bit of work before that. But try this. Ask yourself, is it true? Is it true that I don't deserve to spend money? Is it true that there will not be enough money? And when you kind of loosen the grip and question this belief, it's like you're releasing, releasing the grip on what you're holding on. It's almost like allowing the balloon to just float away. And then you realize that maybe money isn't all bad. Maybe money isn't bad. And from almost a space that is... Um, I like to call it sage. Um, when, when I say sage, is this space whereby you are not judging yourself. Um, you are also very intuitive. You're also um, in a space where you are, I guess, um, not holding on to all these beliefs. You're very open. What beliefs would you like to believe in? Mm. I think, and, yeah, I think that's so powerful. And just when you were even going through that exercise, I was thinking of examples in my brain and I mean, maybe we'll have to have a part two someday to see if this is even correct. But when I think, when I hear the question, like, is money bad? And maybe certain situations that I've done made me think that money was bad. Um, I almost think of like the five whys where I ask myself a question, then I think, um, do I think that's true? And if I do, then I dig deeper. And if I think that's true, then I dig deeper. So mm -hmm. I'm bad with money. Why am I bad with money? Well, because I ran up my credit card debt. Well, why did you run up your credit card debt? Well, because I studied abroad and I didn't have any money saved up. Well, why didn't you have any money? So like, you know, you can kind of go backwards. And mm -hmm. I think in that exercise, you can give yourself a little bit of grace because you can realize that it's not you being a horrible person, which is the reason why you think money is bad or, or all these beliefs. You can kind of sometimes ping it down to a you know, a story that, that was true or that you told yourself and, um, and then you're able to maybe rewrite the script and, um, start to give yourself some, some phrases that are healthy and that are positive thinking that you can start to use to reframe, um, your mindset around that specific block. Right. Mm. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Byron Katie's work. So, um, well, I mean, this is, also quite rooted in I guess different uh, I mean I don't want to make this religious it, it's just questioning of a belief when you question a belief what happens is that it loosens it reduces its power it loses its power over you because you start seeing that oh the brain's just running on this programming and when this programming is no longer the best one what is the best route? Let's take that one, you know? Um, when you give it, you can't really um, remove a belief. You need to replace a belief. Mm -hmm. 
it needs an alternate route. It needs to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. So you give it a better route to go on. And that's why I said that, you know, you can rewire these things. You can reprogram it by doing this. When you question a belief and you realize, when your brain realizes that it's not true, you can't unsee it. You just can't. You're like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And then give it an alternate route to go. And what is the new belief that you want to install? And then go ahead and keep practicing that until it takes form. Until it's like a something that, you know how when you ride a bike, you need to practice it a couple of times. And I watched my niece do it, do this. And she's only five. And she's like riding like a pro. And she probably practiced like five times, you know. But when she started, obviously, you know, she's going to tumble over. She might even fall, scrape her knee. But then after a while, you get quite used to it. And you want your brain to do the same thing. And then it becomes unconsciously um competent um so you become really good at it without even thinking about it and that's how a new belief is being formed or a new behavior is being formed as well and I almost think of like fake it till you make it like you might not believe this new belief as you're saying it out loud like you said as you're practicing it and as you're saying it out loud the first few times but once I heard uh a quote or it was somewhere and I'm not going to get it right and I wrote it down somewhere, but who knows where that post-it note is. Um, but it was about um, your your thoughts become your, your thoughts become, your subconscious becomes your thoughts, your thoughts become your feelings and then actions. Your, yeah, like yeah and then your feelings become your actions. And so it's almost like working that program where you're just telling it to yourself and then eventually that subconscious is going to be sort of what you start to believe. And when you start to believe it and thinking it and feeling it, then you're going to start acting on it. But, um, and you might, I know I always feel really silly when I do these, um, you know, these manifestation type exercises and you're like, Mm -hmm. I'm a millionaire. And you're like in the back of your brain, you're like, but I'm not a millionaire, but you're like, no, Kelly focus. I'm a million. And so I get how it can be a little bit challenging for those of you that have this right brain, like I do. Um, but I think it truly is about faking it until you make it a little bit. I, I agree and disagree with that. Like, I do believe that sometimes you have just have to do the hard things. When you yeah. decide it, like, this is what's best. You just try it and then you see what happens. But I also feel like maybe there's something that is underneath, like, why can't, why am I so repelled mm. by this affirmation? Like, although I know it's good for me, but I don't want to say it. <laughs> and I think that's where you need to dig deeper. And you need to see like what happened there, you know, what, 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 what happened in my past that has caused me to be repelling against such a statement? Like what, what does it trigger within me? Um, I think that's like a deeper work that, because everyone has different work that they have to go embark on. And I think that's the deeper work that you have to look at and throwing on, especially when, there's like pain or hurt that way when you throw on an affirmation it's not gonna work why is it not gonna work because it's just I mean I think about uh, us as humans that we have this um inner child in ourselves that they are fighting they're like I'm not even being hurt like why do I want to put why do I want to try this stupid affirmation what for you know and like when you speak to an angry person like whatever you tell them even though it may it makes perfect sense it doesn't stick you need to get them to hear you um, to 
to actually be heard and seen first. When they calm down, then you present your case. Maybe you get it across. Um, so similar, just like a little child that's like really raging, you're not going to get anything through. You're like, sit down. No. <laughs> I I love that you even just said like, I agree, but I disagree because it, it just proves that like, this isn't something that you can just start doing the work and, you know, changing it. And then tomorrow, all of a sudden you've changed your money story. It's this like takes some time and you might not even be right on track with what your, what your limiting belief was. And maybe you think it's one thing, but it's, it's appearing and showing up in a different way. And, um, this is why people, you need to like go and dig into these tools and find people like yourself, Lillian, to help you through that. Because if it's a mindset issue, that's stopping you from truly making big impacts with your money, um, we can fix that. Right. And we can, we can at least make you feel better about your situation and hopefully a little bit less stressful and, um, have some just positive feelings around it. And it's not, but it's not going to change without doing some of that work. And so reaching out and looking for tools and resources and asking for help, um, is truly what you got to do. And I mean, let's just close on this as well. And I would like to encourage you to experiment. I think that's a very important word because I can tell you this, nobody will know what's best for you. So mm. you got to try it. you got to try different things. And then from there, you can collect data and say, okay, this is the best route that I think will help me move forward. Yeah, but I think the best way is to experiment. I'd like to encourage you to do that. And I wish you so well. And for whoever that needs to hear this today, you've got this. Just trust in yourself and um, keep going. I love that. Well, thank you so much for that positive little note at the end, because you do got this and you should keep going and every little step forward is progress. And so remember that and don't compare yourself to others. And there's a million other things that I could say, right. But Lillian, where can, where can we find you? Where can we learn a little bit more about what you do? And if people want to follow you or support you, um, where should they go? Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Loka creates that is L O K A creates with the S. Um, yeah, so that's where I mainly hang out on Instagram. Um, and if you would like to connect on Facebook, I am on Lillian Cole, that's L-I-L-I-A-N and space K-H-A-W. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. Thank you so much, everyone. And as always, if you have questions, please reach out to Lillian or myself. Thank you again for everyone for listening to another episode of Budgeting Period. We hope you can use this information to better your life, to better your situation and um, better your mindset. So for now, thank you. And we'll see you next time.